0: In 1994, a new water toll bridge opened to connect two important and major areas of Puerto Rican land. At 1.4 miles or 2.25 kilometers, the Teodoro Moscoso Bridge offers direct access to Luis Munoz Marine International Airport in Carolina at one end and the Mall at San Juan at the other end and is the longest bridge over a body of water in Puerto Rico. The bridge is well known for a chase scene filmed for a movie in the Fast and Furious franchise called Fast Five and for an annual marathon called World's Best 10K that was held from 2008 to 2018. With two lanes and an emergency lane in each direction, it is an important and convenient roadway hovering over the San Juan Lagoon and cutting the boundary between Carolina and San Juan almost exactly in half in a north-south direction. It was in this lagoon that a 27-year-old woman and her unborn child were found floating, to be added to the long list of femicides plaguing Puerto Rico's recent history. Keishla Marlene Rodriguez-Ortiz was born on November 6, 1993, in Rio Piedras, Puerto Rico. She had long black hair, blonde highlights, and a beautiful, calming smile. Her mother, Kayla, described her daughter as being attentive, calm, and a responsible young woman who loved and defended animals and was extremely close to her family. She and Kayla would talk at least twice every day. Kayla also had one sister named Beatrice. She didn't have any friends or social networks and her life revolved around her family and pets. Kayla would go to work as a dog groomer at Carolina's Pet Salon, come home, hang out with her pets, and spend time with her family. Kayla had two puppies and two kittens but it wouldn't be unusual for her to take and rescue animals. But that wasn't the only part of her life that meant a lot to her at this time. Keishla was a little over a month pregnant by a guy she was involved with since 2010, Felix Gabriel Verdejo Sanchez. Felix was born in San Juan on May 19, 1993 and was one of five children. He began boxing at 9 years old, and when he was 19, he fought for Puerto Rico in the 2012 Olympics and turned pro that same year, fighting under the name El Diamante, or the Diamond. At 5 feet 9 inches and 135 pounds, Felix was in the lightweight boxing class. Although Keishla and Felix had been seeing each other for more than 10 years, Felix was actually married to an Instagram influencer and model named Elise Marie Santiago Sierra for eight years at the time of this story with whom he had a two-year-old daughter. Interviews with Keisha's mom and sister, Kayla and Berelise, reveal more details. There is a long history with Keisha and Felix. Felix is the cousin of Berelise's husband, and the two have known each other since they were 12 years old. Felix was always around, in and out of Kayla's house, just like any other family member. The pair were even the godparents to Barelisa's son. When you see the photo of Keishla and Felix with Baralisa's son, there is no doubt they are together. The way they leaned into each other for the snapshot, you would not think Felix was married and had another child or anyone he cared about besides Keishla. Kayla revealed that Keishla and Elise were actually childhood friends and had many sleepovers, but as they got older, things changed. No one agreed with this triangle, but because of love for Keishla and love for Felix, everyone accepted and lived with it. It was Thursday, April 29, 2021 and Keishla was on the phone with her mother, Kayla, early, around 7 a.m. She told her mom that she was waiting for Felix to stop by to show him the pregnancy test and blood results confirming that she had been pregnant with their child for over a month. Her mom warned Keishla to be careful because Felix was a married public figure and he didn't want to deal with the backlash from her keeping the baby. Keishla didn't think it would be a big issue, she has shared a big piece of her life with Felix, and as his fame grew, she shared the excitement with him. Elise said Keishla would always wear a specific shirt to support him before his fights. After 10 years, even though he decided to marry Elise, Keishla must have felt it wouldn't be a problem if she chose to start a family with someone she loved. Despite her mom's warnings, Keishla wasn't worried. At this point, she didn't care about how he felt. After accepting his reaction, whichever way it went, she planned to keep the baby and raise the child independently if he preferred to distance himself. Keishla had the support of her family. She would have no problem becoming a mother. Later that same morning, Kayla received a call that Keishla did not show up for work and immediately she knew something was very wrong. Her daughter was extremely responsible and would not miss work without calling to let them know if something had come up that would prevent her from going to work. Keishla's sister, Berylise, reached out to Felix right away to see if he knew where Keishla was, but he acted like he had no idea. They reported her missing the same day. The following day, April 30th, Felix was brought in for questioning but he was released after speaking with detectives. On May 1st, two days after Keishla was reported missing, police were notified of a body floating in the lagoon. They recovered a body wrapped in blue plastic and duct tape as her family waited on a nearby boat, crying and holding each other in anguish. The next day, dental records confirmed it was Keishla. Felix turned himself in a few hours after Keishla's body was identified. This is how it happened. Felix contacted a convict named Luis Antonio Cadiz Martinez on April 27th, asking him to help abort a baby. According to Luis, Felix asked Keishla to meet up before work on Thursday, April 29th. He and Luis went to meet her, and Keshla drove herself. After a short conversation in Felix's Dodges Durango, he used his professional training to punch her in the face, knocking her out. Then he injected her with heroin and fentanyl he bought from a local housing project to keep her sedated. Heroin is an opioid. Opioids produce morphine-like effects and are primarily used in pain relief, including anesthesia. Fentanyl is also an opioid, but 80 to 100 times stronger than morphine. It is often added to heroin to increase potency. Both cause euphoria, sedation, confusion, and drowsiness, among other things. A professional knockout punch paired with these drugs is total unconsciousness for Keshla. Felix and Louise tied her hands and feet, attached the cement block to her body, and threw her off the Terodoro Moscoso Bridge around 8.30 a.m. She was still alive when her body hit the water. Surveillance video shows that Felix shot at her body twice. He missed and ended up jumping in to make sure she was dead. On Saturday, May 8th, the funeral was held for Keishla. Two days later, Felix was indicted and charged with kidnapping resulting in death carjacking resulting in death, discharging a firearm during and in relation to a violent crime, and intentionally killing an unborn child, which is a federal charge under the Unborn Victims of Violence Act of 2004. The death penalty doesn't exist in Puerto Rico, but could apply when federal charges are on the table. The federal charges that allowed for the consideration of the death penalty are one each defendant intentionally killed the victim Keishla rodriguez ortiz two each defendant committed the offense in an especially heinous cruel or depraved manner and that it involved serious physical abuse to the victim three each defendant committed the offense after substantial planning and premeditation to cause the death of the victim four Felix Verdejo-Sanchez procured the commission of the offense by payment or promise of payment of anything of pecuniary value. 5. Luis Antonio Cadiz Martinez committed the offense as consideration for the receipt or in the expectation of the receipt of anything of pecuniary value. The autopsy revealed the cause of death as immersion, asphyxiation, due to the cement block tied to her body. Physical injuries included a fractured jaw and a hard blow to the nose. In addition to this, her blood work revealed the heroin and fentanyl in her system. On May 11 2021, Felix pleaded not guilty. About Femicide. The term femicide was first used in England in 1801 to signify the killing of a woman. Intimate partner femicide, sometimes called intimate femicide or romantic femicide, refers to the killing of a woman by her intimate partner or her former intimate partner. Five to eight percent of all murders committed by male perpetrators are cases of intimate partner homicide. Latin America accounts for 50% of the femicide deaths each year out of the top 25 countries taking the lead on this horrific issue. A small arms survey publication from 2012 stated that over 65,000 women are killed each year by femicide. A Wikipedia blurb says that number jumped to 87,000 in 2017. Clearly, femicide is an issue not just in Puerto Rico, but around the world. Women are abused and killed daily with no one protecting them. According to a 2018 article on truthout.org, of the 24 women murdered in 2018 on the Puerto Rican Island, three were murdered by police officers. Police officers committed 180 domestic violence cases in the same year, only 14% of domestic violence cases lead to a conviction and none of the convicted are police officers. 70% of that 14% served no jail time. There were over 2,500 unprocessed rape kits that go back to 2006. Not that Felix was necessarily reading up on these statistics, but no wonder he thought he couldn't get away with it. The article goes on to discuss how the fiscal control board is responsible for bankrupting the country. Cutting off public services and resources creates poverty. Public school closings and eliminating gender studies in the remaining classrooms are all forms of violence. Women are in the street protesting for protection from being killed, raped, tortured, intimidated, and abused by their partners in the system daily. The police are prompt, even early, to shut them down and incite further violence to keep them quiet. When there are robberies, murders, sexual assaults, and domestic violence, police take their time to respond. According to a 2019 report led by nonprofit advocacy groups Proyecto Matria and Kilometro Cero, one woman is killed in Puerto Rico each. Week In 2019, there were 172 homicides, equivalent to 53 per 100,000 residents. Advocates have been calling for more attention to this problem for many years. In January 2021, Governor Pedro Pierluisi declared a state of emergency over the violence against women on the island, The declaration comes with a set of new proposals, such as creating a new committee dedicated to tackling the issue, a new program for women who have filed restraining orders against their abusers, allowing them to give regular updates, and a mobile app for victims to report attacks and request help. All of this includes support for gay and transgender people. Amnesty International's website gives an update from 2022 Saying, quote, between January and November, according to Puerto Rico's observatory on gender equity, there were 70 gender based killings of women compared with 58 for the same period in 2021. The number of femicides in 2022 was the highest for four years, end quote. Before Keishla was a well-known femicide that occurred in January 2021, the first femicide of that year, a 29-year-old woman named Angel Naomi Gonzalez Santos was killed by her partner because she was ready to leave him. He strangled her and dumped her body in a ravine, leaving their three daughters parentless. The three daughters that they share this man killed their mother. Daughters. Five days after reporting her missing, he confessed. He was sentenced to 50 years in prison. Angel's daughters now live with Angel's mother, Elsa. Elsa explained that the machismo is out of control in Puerto Rico, and many men said they would have done the same thing. Keishla and Felix were both 27 years old at the time of this crime. Felix murdered not only a human being, but a woman. Not just a woman, but another minority woman. And not just a minority woman, but a minority child. Felix's living baby daughter will grow up without her father. Another girl without her father. Another girl is growing up learning from her first example of a man that women are not valued. After Cachela's father, Jose, learned that Felix might receive the death penalty, he disagreed with this possibility saying, quote, let him remember who my daughter was every day. Let him sit with the guilt, end quote. On November 3rd, 2023, Felix was sentenced to two life sentences. It is said that even up to his sentencing, he had an unrepentant attitude. What pushed Felix to feel so overwhelmed to the point that he had no other choice but to commit murder? Would it have been so shameful to take responsibility for the actions he took that led to pregnancy? Felix and the other men committing murder against women have somehow concluded that a woman isn't capable or allowed to make a choice on her own and for herself. At the very least, he could have let her live and the child would have been fatherless if he chose not to be involved. How is that worse? How is the line between love and hate so thin? We wonder, what will Félix say when his daughter asks him why she couldn't have the chance to know her brother or sister? What will he say when she asks him From her young mind, if Keishla was mean to him, or was she nice? Won't his daughter have similar choices to make as she becomes a woman? What will Felix say when his daughter demands to know if he would come after her murderer if he had the chance?